You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. recording from my living room in Leon Valley and I'd love to know where you're watching from. Maybe it's Shirts or Cibolo, maybe it's Castle Hills, maybe it's in Austin or in Kyle, maybe it's in a different state or maybe even in a different country, but I want to thank you for joining us today. It's neat that we can all worship together despite everything that's been going on in our world right now and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us in worship. I grew up in the Midwest, and, and as a boy, one of the things that fascinated me was storms. Sometimes I'd be woken up in the middle of the night from the roar of thunder. It'd almost knock you out of bed, oh, and then you'd hear the howling wind. You, would, you could see the lightning bolts outside of your window. It almost seemed like someone turned on the light switch, and then you began to hear the rain slowly come down, and then all of a sudden beat on the roof. And I remember still getting out of my bed and going to the patio or, or going to the front door and watching the storm, uh, of seeing the lightning bolts and, and hearing the sound of thunder. And even to this very day, I, I will be the guy that gets up at one or two o'clock in the morning when the storm hits here in San Antonio and I'll go out and watch and, and see the rain come down. I, I'm fascinated by storms. Well, one thing that I realized this past week is we're not watching a storm. We're going through a storm. All of us are going through a storm of some type. And I just want you to take a few moments and I want you to talk about the storm that you're going through. What concerns do you have? What's on your heart? What are you anxious about? What are you worried about? Maybe even share some of those online right now. I know some of you, your storm looks like you just got your hours cut or you just got laid off. I know some of you are having to make some major decisions for your business. Maybe you've had to lay off people. Maybe you've had to look at ways that you can protect as many people as possible from the coronavirus. Maybe some of you, you're scared. You're scared for your health. Maybe you're scared for a loved one uh, who might be in that high risk area. Or maybe you're just scared, period, of everything that's going on. Some of you, maybe you're a little frustrated. You're frustrated that all these events got canceled. And maybe you're just, it's actually made you a little bit down, made you a little bit angry. And you had all these plans and nothing's worked out. Some of you, if you're honest, maybe you're a little bit of a control freak. And you like to have a plan and you like to know what's going on. And things are changing so quickly that your plans are changing on an hourly basis. And, and people ask you questions or you ask questions and the answer is, I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. I don't know what everything's going to be like from a week. You're, you're asking, well, when's this going to be over? And the answer is, again, I don't know. I, I, I know some of you, you're, you've become a little stir crazy. You're tired of being in the house. Uh, you're, you're tired of uh, just doing the same things over and over. Maybe some of you feel a little lonely. Feel, feel a little isolated, maybe even feel sadness. 
and maybe even depressed. And I want you to know that, that I'm here for you, that our church community is here for you. I, I know some of you right now, you're trying to juggle what it looks like to basically homeschool as your kids are getting schoolwork sent home to them. And then also trying to do your job and, and there's some tension there. I, I, I know some of you, maybe you, maybe you feel like me, it kind of hit me this week. You have a loved one that's, that's in a nursing home or an assisted living facility. And, and you can't visit them. Uh, my grandmother is in a nursing home in a different state, and my, my family goes to visit her every day. And my grandmother doesn't understand what's going on. They're FaceTiming with her, and they'll even go to the nursing home and look at her through the glass window. But my grandmother doesn't, doesn't get why, why we're doing all this. And this week was her birthday. And, and, and that bothers me that she wouldn't, she's not able to celebrate that. I, I understand the reasons why, but some of you are just like that. You, you have a loved one that you're not able to spend time with. We, we're all going through the storm, and we're all going through the storm together in some form or fashion. Now, there's a great little story in the Bible in Mark chapter 4, and if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. It's also in Matthew 8 and Luke chapter 8. Jesus has been teaching throughout the day. He's told a series of parables is what we call them. There's a big crowd that follows him, and, and he decides that he wants to get away. He decides to, to get in a boat, and we're going to see that other boats uh, join him. And, and he's actually going to go to the other side of the lake to heal a demon-possessed man. And so he's not just taking a little random boat ride. But if you turn to Mark chapter 4, and if you, if you look at verse 35, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. He was already in the boat. And so they started out leaving the crowds, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm arose. High waves began to break into the boat until it was nearly full of water. Now let me just remind you that his disciples, he had several disciples that were fishermen. That they, were, they knew how to run a boat. They've seen storms before. They were on the Sea of Galilee, which is actually a lake, and it was known for fierce storms. They would have known this. But here, this storm comes up. This fierce wind comes up. The waves are coming over the boat, and all of a sudden, the boat is filling up with water. Now, I haven't spent a ton of time on a boat, but I do know this. When water's coming into the boat, it's going to sink. And, and these mighty fishermen, these mighty tough guys... They were scared for their life. It says, Jesus was sleeping in back of the boat with his head on a, on a cushion. Now, some of you, you can relate to Jesus. And when storms have hit, you sleep right through them. You don't have a clue what's going on. Well, Jesus is in a boat, and he's sleeping through this mighty storm. It's the only time that we actually see Jesus sleeping in the Bible that I could find. Practically, they woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you even care that we're going to drown? And when he woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the water, Quiet down. Quiet down. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was great calm. And he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith in me? And they were filled with awe and said among themselves, Who is this man?
that even the wind and waves obey him. And I read this story, and, and I can relate to the disciples. When, when the storm comes, so many times I feel like I have to keep on rolling, and I have to keep on getting through the storm. And I make my own plans, and I think, hey, we need to do this, and we need to do that, and this is how we'll get through this. But I've become convicted this week that instead of me trying to figure out how to fix everything, I need to remember who's in the boat. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we have Jesus in the boat. Instead of turning to Jesus as last resort, how about if we go to him first? How about if we turn to him and say, I don't know what's going on. I've never seen times like these. But Jesus, I trust in you because you are my anchor. You are my rock. You are my refuge. You are with me in the storm. And sometimes Jesus, sometimes he quiets the storm. Sometimes he rebukes the wind. Sometimes he says, hey, I'm going to take this away. And that's what I'm praying that he does with this pandemic. I'm praying that this will quickly go away. I'm praying for healing for those who are sick. I'm hoping that they'll find a solution. But sometimes Jesus doesn't just make the storm go away right away. Sometimes he has us keep on going through the storm, but he is with us. And something that I want you to remember is that Jesus is in the boat with us in the storm. So we will get through this storm. There may be tough times ahead. But Jesus is with us in the storm. I think it was Max Lucado that I heard say this week, we have a choice. We can either feed our faith or we can feed our fear. Fear says that I can't get through this. But faith says, yes, I will get through this. Not because of what I do, but because of Jesus. Fear says I'm alone. Faith says Jesus is in the boat. I want to encourage you this week to feed, to feed your faith. Look for encouraging things about how God is working in the storm, and I know he is. I've seen more compassion and kindness in our city and around this nation than I've ever seen before. And I want you to continue to look for ways to show grace and love and kindness to all those who are around you. Because I know that Jesus is working in the midst of the storm. And mighty things are happening. And we have a great opportunity as believers in Christ to, to show this kindness and this love. And we also have a chance to tell others who are scared, who are panicked. And so I just want to encourage you, encourage you, remember that Jesus in the, is in the boat with you. Let me end with this story before we move to communion. A week ago, I was in Mexico City at Nino de Mexico. And I met a boy, he was in about 7th or 8th grade. And in the way, first time I met the boy, he was pretty quiet. His name was Otto. And I didn't have a lot to say. Uh, but later in the day, I, I spent some time with him and him and a couple of other boys. And, and they wanted me to play foosball with them. And all of a sudden, I began to see this big smile on Otto's face. And as they were schooling me on how to play foosball, and he was giving me high fives and fist bumps. And, and we began to talk. And eventually, I began to hear a little bit more of Otto's story. He's a young man that has tumors that have grown in his mouth 
and on his throat to a point that at times it's affected his breathing, where they've had to rush him to, a, to the hospital, where they've had to put a trach in and, and actually had an allergic reaction to that one and then they had to do a different one. And the, these kids that are at Ninos or kids that have been abused, have been abandoned that no one else wants, and you and Ninos have stepped up to the plate and said, hey, we'll care for you. And so Aldo's already been through a lot in his life. And then on top of this, to throw on these medical issues, he's had to experience chemo. And, and I didn't realize that Aldo was already teaching me about getting ready for the storm that I was about to come home to. The thing that I realized is that Aldo is one person who continues to persevere no matter what. He continued to have a smile on his face. He continued to have joy. He continued to keep on going. Because I think that he realized that Jesus was in his boat. And for some of you this morning, you need to hear that. That you can continue to persevere, not on your own strength, but because Jesus is in the boat with you. And I promise you, he's not sleeping. He's there rolling with you. He's there for you. You can bring any request to him. And so as we get ready for communion, I think communion is a great time that reminds us that Jesus is there for us. I want to encourage you to take this time to take the bread and take the juice and remember that the bread represents the body of, of Jesus and the juice represents the blood that he shed on the cross. But Jesus didn't just die on the cross for us. He, he forgave us of our sin, but he also rose again. And we're reminded that Jesus came down to this earth. And Hebrews tells us that he sympathizes with us in our weakness. We have a God that's not far away, but literally came to this earth so that we could have eternal life, that he knows exactly what we're going through. And so I just want to take this time to pray over communion, and I want to take this time to encourage you and I tell you what, if you need some encouragement, you feel free to email me, ronnie at chccsa.com. Here, I'm going to give you my personal cell number, 210-288-8498. If you need some love and some compassion, if you need a reminder that Jesus is in the boat with you, you feel free to give me a call or text. Let me pray with you over communion, and let me just encourage you, don't give up. Keep on persevering. Jesus is in the boat. Father God, I just thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for you sending him down on this earth, that he can sympathize with our weakness, that we can come boldly before you through the throne of grace, and we can plead whatever's on our heart. Lord, I just pray that you'll help us as we take this communion, that we'll remember that our anchor is in you, that you are a rock in you, that, that you are our refuge. In your precious holy name, amen.